As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. How do I say goodbye? As I say every year to the team, every NFL team is different heading into the next year, whether it's players, whether it's coaches, and so individually reflect, see where we can get better. This isn't where we wanted to be or how we wanted to do it, but, you know, use it to get better. Wait, what did you say? Tell him he's fired. It's Hogan Johns. I've never been in this position before, and, and for me, it's, it's uh, I continue to, to um, you know, just go about business like normal and I mean I mean that you know I've had conversations as as uh, nothing has changed as I've told you guys a few days ago that's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top from NBC Sports Chicago it's Adam Hogue you know I, I don't know how to better explain this to you but it's over and from The Athletic it's Adam Johns let's sign the paperwork and we are done I know this whatever is supposed to happen will happen and, and I'm, I'm a positive person and everything else will take care of itself how it's supposed to not okay. Thank you. Thank you. Not going to work here anymore anyway. <laughs> it's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. Well, it's all over, Adam Johns. It's just a matter of how over it is for how many people, I think. But at least the Matt Nagy era uh, has come to an end, not officially, but will and sometime in the next 24 hours as we put a bow on this uh quite frankly, disastrous 2021 season. It was like this game was maddening, but this whole season was maddening. Like, I don't know if we should really take what happened in Minneapolis seriously, but there's been a lot of things that have gone wrong for the 2021 Bears. I got to get used to that because we're in 2022. For the 2020, for the 2021 Bears, plenty went wrong. Yeah, really. Um, You know, I put it in my... uh, post-game column writing about Matt Nagy, by the way, the third time in eight years I've written the uh, end-of-the-road column for Minneapolis uh, for the Bears head coaches. It's just like deja vu here. Nice stadium, though, behind me if you're watching on YouTube. U.S. Bank Stadium. I love this place. It's exceptional. Except you don't like my background? No. The, the wall of my dining room again. Well, actually, I don't mean that. I, I enjoy your house. You've done a nice job with your house. I, Thank you. I haven't been invited over in a long time, but you know, uh, I, won't take it per, I won't take it personally. There's been this thing called the pandemic, in uh-huh. case you, you, you haven't heard. You know, yeah. You and Source, I have gotten Sources sick. tell me, though, that others have been invited there. Um, That's true. So, 
you know, I don't Soon know if you enough. want to blame it completely on that. Uh, you were invited here to U.S. Bank Stadium. You made the smart move to stay in Chicago, though. Um, I'm here. Enjoyed the trip. Uh, enjoyed a, a nice meal at Manny's, as Jeff Dickerson would uh, oh, ap- appreciate. Absolutely. And what size uh, steak did you get? Went with the porterhouse. My Had to man. go big. Had to go Absolutely. Big. Yes. You know, Love it. JD always said pay for experiences. <laughs> Especially when um, you know, it's on the company dime. Yes. <laughs> pay for know. calories in this case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um Yeah, people have asked me why I didn't go to Minneapolis. I am still scarred from the twenty Fifteen experience, twenty fourteen experience. So the end, the, the Mark Tressman year. So I went to Minneapolis. I was there when Matt Forte broke the receiving yeah. record for mm-hmm. running backs, and um, we were on a plane. When Mark Tressman was was fired and landing at O'Hare, and my phone is just going crazy. Yeah, um, they don't want to have that experience again. Yeah, I'm worried that's going to happen to me in the mor- in the morning. There were no flights out tonight, which is weird because usually there are. But uh, hey. That's all right. Um, if that happens, we kind of already know what's happening. It's yeah, just a matter of, of what all will happen, and, yeah. we'll, and we'll get to that part of this discussion here in a second. I, I guess the, my final thought on Matt Nagy that I put in my column on NBCSportsChicago.com, um, which you can find, is just really Matt Nagy was Matt Nagy all the way to the end, right? And it's what got him hired in the first place, and it's what's going to get him fired. Just the whole BU thing, he, he for good and bad. From the crap we saw on the field today to afterward, 16 minutes of answering questions and talking to reporters respectfully and, you know, overall showing multiple times over the last few weeks that he is really a good guy. Um, whether it's just the way he's handled the media or the stuff he's handled with JD and Parker Dickers, like there's, yeah, you know, 100% it's, agree. It's the whole Matt Nagy thing that there's a lot of good to it, but unfortunately, what we see on the field, it today was the same. I don't know how much of the game you watched, Johns, but there was, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know how many times you could throw the ball on fourth and one. Just with your best player on the sideline, yeah, there's a lot of points. Where I'm like, I'm turning this off. <laughs> Yeah, Montgomery's not even on the field. It's like if you're the Vikings, you're just going, oh, thank you for that. Um, We don't have to worry about David Montgomery in a fourth and one situation. It's just stuff like that constantly, um, you know, having to call timeout before one of the fourth downs because you have a substitution problem and then coming out of it with a bad play and a sack and three sacks and a pick six on these fourth downs today. So really all the way to the end from on the field to off the field, you got the Matt Nagy experience. And again, some of that's a lot of good. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff on the field turned out to be bad. And for the same the same guy who got himself hired here is the same guy going out. And I think if he really wants to have another opportunity, another crack at this in the future, he will have to make some changes and, and um, adapt as a football coach on the field. He doesn't have to change as a person. But you just can't keep going about it the same way. And unfortunately, like that's how you define, I feel like you define this season. This might be an unpopular opinion given how this season went. But I think you might agree with this. I do think Matt Nagy could be quite a solid head coach in the future if he's given that opportunity. I think we got, if, if you talk to people around the league, I think the Bears got a young coach who wasn't ready, who 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 they thought could grow into the position, but 
truthfully just wasn't ready. Wasn't ready for everything that's required of being a head coach. Now, the Bears aren't alone in mistakes like this, but just speaking about their situation, like he, he needed more play calling experience. He did. He needed, he, he might have even needed more experience apart from Andy Reid. He's only been with Andy Reid. I yeah. think there is value in getting experience. Like they always talk about the Andy Reid tree and like John Harbaugh, uh, Ron Rivera, and whatnot. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think those guys had other experiences with other regimes as well. Yeah, a Matt, lot of coaches have, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Matt Nagy didn't. He went with Andy Reid from Philadelphia to Kansas City. And I think you had a charismatic young coach. I think he had his offensive philosophies. But at the end of the day, he was still a young coach who probably needed a little bit more experience before getting the opportunity he got with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and you know the one thing that was just kind of hard to even listen to a little bit. I'm sure fans are reacting to is just some of the, you know, one of his great qualities is the incessant positivity he has. But I feel like at a certain point that positivity can blind you from some of the problems you might have in your own building or with your own roster. Um. And so for him today after the game, like I appreciate how optimistic he always is, but to but to talk about how all these guys they've drafted and how you need three to four years to get rocking and rolling, I think is how he put it. And that's where we're at now was the quote. You are not rocking and rolling right now. You might have some individual pieces, but to claim that you have a good thing going, which was another quote, there's a good thing going here right now. It's not a good thing. It, it's it, it's it's a thing that needs to be fixed. I, I, there, there are pieces that you like, and that's why it's not a full teardown. But you can't just sit there and say, you know, everything's going well all the time. And I think that maybe in some sometimes that positivity, as much as I admire it, quite frankly, maybe blinded. Nagy from some of even some of his own problems as a coach, I think. You know what's a good thing? Justin Fields is a good thing. Yeah. But he's at home right now on the reserve COVID nineteen list. He's missed games with fractured ribs. He's missed games with an ankle injury. Was just pain free this week. That's your good thing. Um, how about this? Like the twenty eighteen season was actually as 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 fun. And as electric as that team was, it's like almost a bad thing in the end. You know, I know fans are probably rolling their eyes at me right now, but like Matt Nagy had so much success in 2018. You know, what I'm getting at here. Like, it's almost like he didn't adjust after that because things change every year. Yeah, things were so good. He just thought it worked. Yeah, and he continued yeah. to, to try that. The, the, the Trubisky conversation will always be part of that. But, you know, from coach of the year in his first year to. I think you and I both agree he's going to be out in his fourth or after his fourth. You know, a lot has happened in those four years. But, you know, looking back with the benefit of hindsight, and it's always 2020, I know the cliches, but you almost look at 2018 like it was great for them, but also bad for them in the end because they couldn't adjust for, from it. Like certain things from that season carried over, you know, couldn't get over the, the Cody Parkey situation. Changed quarterbacks because... Mitch didn't take that step he wanted in 2019. 
lot of things in play. All right. Well, let's talk more about what else could be happening tomorrow. Um, first, though, you had a story come out um, after the game about Akeem Hicks. Why don't you share those details? Yeah. It, it kind of has a um, a vibe of a you know a coaching staff out going out the door and some of these things that happen when things are going poorly. Yeah, I think what you have, you know what it reminded me of? Um, the story's up on The Athletic right now. Um, so, Akeem Hicks obviously didn't play in this game. has an ankle injury. He does have an ankle injury, but he's played through that ankle injury recently. Yeah. Played 63% of the snaps last week against the Giants, but from what I was told, there is a dispute between, between him and defensive line coach Chris Rumpf. He did bad, carried over after the game. You're players, saying this was last week after the game? Last week after the Giants game. Players, coaches, teammates, they saw it. Staff members, they saw it. Um, Akeem Hicks then wasn't in a house hall the rest of the week after the game. So didn't play in this game. Um, it is he what was, it is. I, these, he these he stories was liking have, a lot of uh, negative tweets throughout the game, too. Yes, about the Bears ignore. in this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, a few fans have screen grabbed those and shared those on social media. It's an unfortunate end. Like, you know, like do you remember when Akeem Hicks was getting ripped by like all you guys for not speaking to the media? I, I always like like I defended him through that process because he was always so good with his time before that. And I know other other media members had had issues with him, but I just think these situations come about when there's so much frustration in a season for both sides: coaching staff, head coach, personnel. The players to that locker room, and these things just boil over. They do. We saw it come to a to those boiling points often in 2014 under Mark Tressman. Some of them been some of them have been kept quiet under Nagy over the years, but I think people saw one come about with Chris Rumpf and and Akeem Hicks recently. Well, and to your point, I think it's just a, an unfortunate ending. What is probably the end? For Akeem Hicks here as a bear because, um, really, I mean, it's one of Ryan Pace's better moves, you know, to pull this guy that he had history with in New Orleans that, you know, never really found a fit there, never really found a fit in New England, but started to. And he really identified a, a talent that just needed to be put in the right spot. And I think you give Vic Fangio a lot of credit for finding a spot within that defense and taking a guy like that into one of the best players in, in all the league, who, in my opinion, is still an underrated player when he's healthy, but that oh, health is dominant. starting. Yeah, he, he really is, and, and that health is starting to deteriorate a little bit, and it's just, I guess, kind of a shame um, for a guy who really is in the team photo among the, the best players that you and I have covered Yeah, it, you know, over the last decade or so. Um and I don't know that he he will leave here as appreciated as he really should. Yeah. So yeah, it's but you know what? This is what happens mm-hmm. in bad seasons. It just does. You know? Yeah. I think we've seen it play out many times, not just here, but around the league. All right. So we are both expecting um Matt Nagy to get called into some type of meeting tomorrow. Uh, morning and be told that you know he's no longer the head coach of the Chicago Bears. What else happens tomorrow? You also had a tweet kind of detailing the uh, the timeline uh, of how things could go tomorrow morning. Yeah, there's um, 
what's probably going to be Matt Nagy's final team meeting is scheduled at 9 in the morning at Howes Hall. After that comes exit physicals and individual player meetings, exit interviews um, with positional coaches, coordinators. Um, they got to meet with other staff members, training staff, uh, equipment staff. need to turn things in. That's just how it works at times like this. We've covered a few very disappointing locker room clean-out days, but I do expect Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to meet with George McCaskey before that 9 a.m. meeting. Like That could be the point where Matt Nagy addresses his team and says he's out. We've seen this happen before. It's how it happened with Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. Sure, it'll leak out, but I don't know. I, th- I think the question now, Adam, at 6 p.m. on the 9th of January is, is Matt Nagy's out, but is Ryan Pace out? If you ask me for my gut feeling right now, at this very moment, at 6.01, as it hit 6.01 right here on the 9th of January, I think he's out too. And I'm just talking about move to a different area of personnel. Out, out. Even though he drafted Justin Fields. Even though that move was celebrated. I think he's out, out. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm torn on that. Um, but... I think if you if you had to have me here on Sunday night lean a certain way, I would also side with the way you're going with this. And it's, you know, partially because the information I reported a couple weeks ago is that I, I know the Bears were starting to do their due diligence on potential replacements. Now, sometimes you do that in trying to figure out whether or not you should actually make a move. And you should always have a plan if you are going to make a move on how you're going to make the position, whether it's head coach, GM, assistant coach, like whatever the job is, you need to have a plan to make sure that you improve that position. So just because the Bears were doing that doesn't mean they were definitely going to make that move. But, you know, and now there's all the smoke about a lot of people seem to think that he's going to be kept around in a different capacity. I don't know. I... I I guess the scenario, Johns, that would surprise me the most tomorrow is if they flat out come out and say he's definitely back. As GM. Yes. I think the scenarios that I I feel are more likely are the one you just said, where he's just out, out completely. Or, hey, we have made a head coaching change. Ryan Ryan Pace, you know, they don't go, they don't make a declaration on Ryan Pace yet. The rest, and they might say, hey, the rest of it we're going to figure out in the coming weeks. And it's for the details I think I've already mentioned on this podcast and a couple other places that I, I could see it depending on who's brought in as the head coach. And that's one of the things I think that no matter what happens here, you might see a little bit of a shift compared to what happened when they hired Pace. You might see more emphasis placed on the head coach first before they go out and find that GM, if that's indeed what's happening, where they fire Ryan Pace, too. They wouldn't be the first team to take that path. Actually, I feel like it's been... It's becoming the more common route. Yes. Quite frequent. You get the head coach, the best head coach you can. Hi, Jim Harbaugh. And then you find the the GM, the executive, that is willing to work with him. You know, it's, it's funny. You talk to people around the league, and the Bears' job is extremely intriguing. Like, this is a job that's wanted. Yeah, I can't stress that enough. You got Justin Fields there. 
people see positives in, well, Roquan Smith, of course. They see a piece in Jalen Johnson. They see two pretty productive, though old, pass rushers in Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack, if they're healthy. That's a positive, at least for a stepping stone, right? Yeah, Cole Komet. He's actually viewed favorably around the league. There's Darnell Mooney. May not be a wide receiver one, but he's a very solid wide receiver two. Congrats to him for hitting 1,000 tonight. You have David Montgomery. There's like pieces here. Yeah. Like the reasons that people want this job are also reasons why you would actually maybe keep pace because he built these. Like th- there, there are reasons. Now, I don't know if George McCaskey can articulate those on Monday when he meets the media, but and if he wants to keep pace, but I don't know. The winds of change, my friend, just keep. It's not just the, the cold up there blowing, the cold air blowing up there. They're, they're blowing down here, my friend. Negative four as I came over to the stadium this morning. Negative four. Oh, nice and cozy inside this amazing stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy left the field together. Yeah. I'm curious. You saw it there. What were you thinking at that moment? I was I was trying to wonder what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, got the binoculars out, tried to do a little lip reading. Yeah. Well, I will, you know, a little hard to do lip reading, but uh, yeah, I was watching them closely and um You know, I don't know. I get this vibe that Ryan thinks he's back. You know, just I I just even the way I um I think I saw some of the quotes from his interview he did on the WBBM pregame show though. I just um 
then the, I mean that's the one dynamic I keep coming back to. John's is if Ryan had all the control like right now over what what's happening, would he be firing Matt Nagy tomorrow? They seem to be walking together. You know, it's a question that my wife literally asked me the other night, and I was like, "I feel like you would keep him." Yeah, like here's the and I wonder, like, if you're George McCaskey, is that a question you ask Ryan? Like, hey, what would you do here? And if his answer is, "I think we should run it back," that would be a warning sign to me that I need to clean house. Yeah, yeah, I'm still, again, scarred, but like. I'm sure Phil Emery thought he was safe. Like, there he was in Minneapolis, where you're at, at a different stadium, albeit a different stadium. He's literally sitting next to George McCaskey in the owner's box. Yeah. Like, we saw this. There's pictures of it. I feel like you tweeted mm-hmm. it not too long ago. Like, there they are, together, taking But they notes. weren't talking much. I Because I remember that booth yeah. that was at TCF Bank Stadium, and you could it was, like, attached to the press box, but it was a separate booth, and they were both sitting there in that front row, I just remember there wasn't a whole lot of talking going on in that game, though. That's true. You know, that was one difference between Pace and Emery. Like, Pace never sat with ownership. Like, he was always with his guys, Mm -hmm. which I always thought was, well, just, I don't know, better and more interesting because just how different they were um, in dealing with everything with the team. But, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. At, At least, like, in 2014, we knew that Tressman and Emery, regardless of what Tressman said in that press conference, didn't see eye to eye. Right. I mean, Mark Tressman benched Jay Culler. I was like, I'm sure. And Phil loved Jay. Yes. I'm sure Pace is still scarred by what happened to Mitch Trubisky. But then came Foles and then came Dalton. I see those being more on Nagy. A lot to it. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, that's the quarterback situation this year is is really what it all boils down to me. Like, just what a disaster for the start. I put it in my column. They never should have signed Dalton to begin with. They never should have given him $10 million. They sure as hell should have never promised him the starting job, which didn't help with either the direction of what they did once they landed fields or where Dalton was the rest of the season after he got benched, because you know he's not happy about it. I still give him a lot of credit for how he's handled the whole thing. But um, then to the training camp, which which angered you more than anybody and not giving (laughs) Justin the reps, uh, which even Andy talked about after the game today, like how much confusion and... Darnell Mooney talked about it today, the lack of chemistry that was going on with the... just And to have it happen again... It was last year when Allen Robinson was openly talking about this stuff, about how they essentially had two playbooks with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. And they, you know, that's not how it should work. You should be able to sub out the quarterback and keep the system going. Like, what's going, not that the Ravens are a great team going to the playoffs or anything, but like when Lamar Jackson went out, they had Tyler Huntley and the thing kept moving. You know, the the backup's not going to be as good as the starter, but you don't want to have to have a whole different system with a lack of chemistry and uh, just to have it all disjointed the way it was. And, and quite frankly, I kept thinking throughout this game today, not that it mattered anymore, Nick Foles should have been playing. 
Nick Foles is better. <laughs> he was. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl in this building. I watched it. I was here for it. Like You love and, that place. It's a great stadium. <laughs> I'll say it again. You sorry I interrupted your rant. Go on. No, keep going. It just, it, well, am I wrong? Nick Foles no, should be playing. No, no, There's no, so I, many bad passes today. I'm like, what is going on? The better quarterbacks on the bench. I, I thought that after like when, when Dalton came back and, and Foles had won and he's benched again. I'm like, oh my gosh, like the dude just won this football game. Like And again, is he are you just doing this because you're trying to be nice to Andy? I, I the guy's got ten million dollars. He's okay. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Like, you're just always left like, what the hell is going on? And that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> what, what the hell's going on? And that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's it's what it boils down to. Um, yeah. I stand by what I said about Nagy at the opening of this press conference or at this press conference. This this is now a press. Conference. It is like a press conference because <laughs> you know I feel like I'm interviewing you in a sense. Um, <laughs> uh, Maybe he gets another shot. Maybe he doesn't. I think he's going to stick around in the league. Like he's not going anywhere. Like maybe he takes a year off. Maybe he's got one more year left in his contract. The Bears are paying him, just like a bunch of other assistants that were fired under Nagy. But it is what it is. Here we are again, leaving Minneapolis with a coaching change, maybe more on the horizon. Let's just hope it doesn't happen on the airplane tomorrow. But if it does, you will be there. You know it is. I'll be here and. My living room or whatnot, yes. But yeah. As for what we hear tomorrow, I don't know. Uh, we do know we'll hear from players in the morning, kind of your typical Monday exit interview type stuff with players. Uh, usually it's disappointing. Usually not a lot of players end up talking. Even when we would do it in person in the locker room, it was that way. Um, and so I don't know how much we'll really get out of that. But at that point, they should know the fate of Matt Nagy at least and Maybe we'll get some reaction. So that's supposed to be sometime in the morning, probably after that meeting you were talking about. Um, as for how they handle whatever changes are made, who talks, how it's delivered, I don't know. I don't think there. There's. I can tell you this: it's probably going to be over Zoom again because yeah. there's no immediate. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm just thinking of last year's. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, if I'm the Bears, I would do everything I can to possibly have it in person after just the way that Zoom thing went last year. But um, it's not really their fault, to be honest with you. The, the NFL has weirdly put in more restrictions now with COVID, with the amount you can only, I think the number is 15 credentials that can actually be handed out to do. You're allowed to do in person, but only 15 credentials can be handed out, and that includes team employees. So. I mean, you're their kind of hands are tied there, and I don't really understand why things are more restrictive now than maybe they were a year ago, or you know, even like because because now we're all vaccinated. So whatever, that's a whole different conversation. But that I just want to make sure people understand that's the reality. Um, so if they were to do it in person, they'd really have to limit and like I don't know, do a draft of reporters who could actually show up. Ooh. That'd actually be kind of fun to do. Draft reporters, yeah, have a have a reporter draft. <laughs> I mean, I have to draft Potsy first overall, yeah, because you got to have him in the room for that. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely, say, like, I'd wait, I'd probably wait to like the seventh round for you. <laughs> I've been, I've been like disgusted with this season for several weeks. Yeah, now, we could and, tell, and just brooding in like <laughs> silence. Um, I don't know. If, 
our listeners or watchers on YouTube or Bears fans in general, like, I don't know if they want to hear, or readers, I don't know if they want to hear from George McCaskey, but, like, we got to hear from George McCaskey. I like that that's where you we have stand, to, right? Like, yes, you, you have, have to, like, someone has to address this. Someone has to address what's next because we all anticipate changes. Like, yeah. he should be playing, he should be ready for this. Like, if he was keeping any notes during this game, like, it should be of things that he's planning to say in his introduction speech or opening statement, sorry, over Zoom. Yeah. All right, well, we want to make sure we got you this quick episode uh, post-game. and it, A lot of the stuff's going to be short-lived, obviously, because it's all going to change rapidly tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow with some type of podcast after everything happens. It might be later in the evening. There's going to be a lot of work to do and all that, but we will have a follow-up. And then we'll be jumping into to at least the coaching search and maybe more. So we're not going anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read us, NBCSportsChicago.com for me, TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns for Johnsy Fishbane. Damn Pompey. John Greenberg was here. John Greenberg. John Greenberg was at Manny's. You know, Johns wasn't. But Greenberg was so. How much did he enjoy the press box, like the the food? The he views. liked it here. He was because I think this was his first trip here to the yeah, stadium, and yeah. he was. Uh, no one comes here and says they don't like it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and I gotta give a shout out. You know, one of the best parts about Minnesota is Caribou Coffee, too. I like Caribou. Coffee. Like I wish we had that in Chicago. I think there might be one or two somewhere in the air. I don't know what we get in press box, so I feel I have no idea what that is. Oh, I don't like it. I don't even think it's coffee. It's brown water. That's scalding hot. You're, yeah. Like that's I, I do. I always put ice cubes in my coffee before yeah. I, not to make iced coffee, to make normal, regular temperature coffee to be able to tolerate it. Yes. It's amazing. All right. Well, um, this uh, this season began in a beautiful stadium with blown coverages left and right, and the secondary failing to touch down a wide receiver that had caught a pass. Uh, and it ends in a beautiful stadium with blown cro- coverages left and right. With once again, somebody forgetting to touch down a wide receiver after catching the ball. Um, so that's a fitting way to go out. It is a little colder here than it was in LA, but boy, did this season come full circle. It's very uh, touching. Yeah, very poetic. Anyway, uh, who cares?